Donald Trump details his cybersecurity agenda and threats to America's electoral system. These stories and more coming up on the ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro. We begin today's report with Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump, who lays out his most specific plans to date on how he'd address cybersecurity if elected commander-in-chief. In a speech read off a teleprompter and delivered to a Veterans Political Action Committee on Monday, Trump said improving cybersecurity will be an immediate and a top priority of his administration. One of the very first things I will do is to order a thorough review of our cyber defenses and weaknesses. We have very substantial weaknesses, including all vital infrastructure. Trump says he'll assemble a team of the best military, civilian, and private sector cybersecurity experts to conduct a comprehensive review of the nation's cybersecurity IT systems and technology. He says the review will provide exact recommendations, including various methods of internal monitoring, attack and penetration, investigation of suspected hackers or rogue employees, and you have plenty of rogue employees, and identity protection for government employees, The review team will also remain current on the constantly evolving new methods of attack and will attempt to anticipate them and develop defenses as often as possible before breaches occur. And there are ways of doing this through modern technology, but we are not using that. And frankly, our technology is not up to date. We're letting it slip by, and with technology as we know, it can go very, very rapidly. This group of experts will set up protocols for each agency and government officials, requiring them to follow best and strongest practices. In his speech, Trump specifically cited China, Russia, and North Korea, along with non-state terrorist actors and criminal groups as those most responsible for threatening America's national security. The mention of Russia is interesting. In June, Trump implored Russian President Vladimir Putin to find some 30,000 emails deleted from Hillary Clinton's private email server. And at last week's presidential candidates debate, Clinton said there is no doubt that Putin was behind attacks against U.S. political organizations. In the debate, Trump tried to deflect blame on the Russians, though he didn't rule it out. He then said the attack against U.S. political organizations could be somebody sitting on their bed that weighs 400 pounds. In this week's speech, Trump said Clinton's mishandling of her private email server as Secretary of State disqualifies her for public office. Hillary Clinton's only experience in cybersecurity involves her criminal scheme to violate federal law, engineering a massive cover-up, and putting the entire nation in harm's way. The Clinton campaign's immediate response to Trump's cybersecurity address came from a senior advisor who tweeted, Trump's real view on cybersecurity is he won't acknowledge Russia's hacking of our system and, in fact, encourages it. Among the government and political institutions being hacked are those related to America's election system. Election systems in some 20 states have been breached, and hackers tied to the Russian government are being blamed for some of them. We are doing an awful lot of work through our counterintelligence investigators to understand just what mischief uh, is Russia up to in connection with our election. That's FBI Director James Comey testifying last week before Congress. Any hacking in connection with this nation's election system is something we take extraordinarily seriously, the whole of government. And so it is something the FBI is spending a lot of time on right now to try and understand. So what are they up to and what does it involve and what's the scope of it to equip the president to decide upon the appropriate response? 
What's being hacked in some states are voter registration databases, but there have been no reports of hackers manipulating those databases. Still, the threat worries some cybersecurity experts, such as Tyler Cohen Wood. She's a former cyber policymaker at the Defense Intelligence Agency. Here's what she told ABC News. Potentially, the presidential election could be manipulated by outside, an outside threat. I, I never thought I would live to see that day. Keep in mind, the voting systems themselves, the machines where Americans cast their ballots, aren't being breached. Voting machines are not connected to the Internet and would need to be individually accessed to be hacked. Here's Homeland Security Secretary Jay Johnson speaking on MSNBC. One of the reasons I suspect the system is secure is because it's so decentralized. There's some 9,000 jurisdictions responsible for vote counting across this country. We have the way our elections work in this country. uh, There's no one single point of, of failure. 21 states have election officials accept Johnson's offer for DHS to voluntarily provide assistance to help them secure their electoral systems. This comes on the heels of Johnson raising the possibility of designating the electoral system as critical infrastructure. With that designation, additional help would come from the federal government to secure those sensitive systems. But that unnerves congressional leaders, as well as some state election officials, who caution that such a designation could lead to the federal government taking control of the electoral systems that are mostly run by the states. DHS Assistant Secretary Andy Osmond contends designating the electoral systems as critical infrastructure would not result in states ceding their authority to the federal government. Here's Osmond testifying last week before Congress we can better prioritize the resources that we want to give to them and proves our ability to, for example, offer clearances to folks involved in this process. And I would like to highlight that if we were to make that designation, it does not give us any regulatory powers. All of our resources and assistance would still be voluntary and the state and local governments would remain in charge of elections. The electoral system will remain vulnerable in the years to come, whether or not it's designated as critical infrastructure. And these breaches already are having an impact. Even without specific evidence of manipulation by the Russians or others, these breaches damage the integrity of the U.S. electoral system. And in this election year, that's something to be concerned about. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. Tactics that help legitimate companies to flourish are being adopted with success by cyber criminals. One such cyber crime form is known as the Vendetta Network. And to talk about it, I'm joined by Data Breach Today Executive Editor Matthew Schwartz. Hi, Matt. Hello, Eric. What is the Vendetta Network? The Vendetta Network is a cybercrime forum. It was recently detailed in a report from cybersecurity firm FireEye. The forum appears to be relatively small, but regardless of the size of the organization, the way that it has been built and organized offers some interesting insights into how these sorts of cybercrime organizations are being run. How are these cybercrime organizations emulating successful, legitimate enterprises? There's a whole range of things that you see going on. The cybercrime as a service ecosystem continues to evolve, and it allows any organization that wants to launch online attacks or crime that has a cyber component to procure tools and services that are best of breed, but to pay relatively little for them versus what they can get. This group appears to be using a very lightly modified version of POS malware known as Dexter. So rather than having to build it themselves from scratch, they're able to either subscribe to it or obtain a copy of it somehow and have repurposed it for their needs. 
Another really interesting business move, if you will, is the organization's use of an impetus for using outsourcing. Here's FireEye's Will Glass with more. It's almost like the Veneta brothers have assembled a group of ball guys, if you will. If anybody traces back too far, they'll get to this person over here who is doing responsibility X. That's as far as they'll get. They won't be able to trace back further to us. So as long as we outsource the grunt work, just gives them a little bit of separation and maybe a little bit of safety to be able to spend their time doing the higher level brainiac brains of the operation thinking, right? Who are we going to target? How are we going to build the next coolest piece of malware to pull down credit card numbers? Let's them focus on those higher level tasks of the operation and outsource the more tedious, boring stuff to other people who might find it fun, right? Or might just have nothing better to do than to go out on the internet and see which kind of sales systems they can gain access to from either remotely or from you know, even on presence. In a blog you posted on Data Breach Today and other ISMG News websites, you highlight five of the Vendetta Network's more notable business tactics. They include use of contractors, partnerships, specialization, best-of-breed tools, and customer service. What struck you the most about the way the Vendetta Network uses these business tactics? Efficiency. The organization seems to focus on what it can do well in-house, and it attempts to procure or outsource or otherwise obtain what it needs from third parties, that which it cannot do as well. There's some very interesting advertisements that the organization has put onto cybercrime forums saying, do you have access to a POS device or many POS devices? Would you like to earn a little extra cash on the side? If so, contact us. We'll give you some malware and we promise to share the profits with you. That's just one interesting, you could call it innovative, I know it's a buzzword, use of this cybercrime economy to grow the business, if you will. Some of the others were things like partnerships. It looked like there was lead generation going on when it came to targets. They were purchasing details of people that they might be able to attack. They were renting spam services in order to send out phishing emails with their malware attached. You see them pursuing a lot of different complementary sorts of strategies and really attempting to keep their business diverse. That's Matt Schwartz, and that's the ISMG Security Report. Our theme is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Eric Chabro. Catch you next time. Thank you.